Josh Williams here, and welcome to another bonus episode of the One Man Podcast. Today, my guest is a great friend, a uh, great comedian, and uh, and a buddy who came up with me. We both started stand-up comedy and, and rose uh, to where we're at now together. Uh, Matt Watson, welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me, Josh. Oh, you are so welcome. I've had you in so many ways. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I was Matt and I always dick around. We're uh, we are close. We've done a, done a lot of stuff together. Um, Gift wrapping mainly. Yeah, we've got well. Okay, so like, I mean, I don't know where to start. That's the hardest part I've had with this podcast because typically people I'm super super close with um, haven't been on in terms of of interviews. Um, but I guess maybe I'll start by letting everybody know you know why I wanted to have you on the podcast because um, I've got a lot of great friends in comedy, but I need it to be uh, you know I need it to be interesting. And uh, I'll tell you, out of the 400 people I know, no, I'm joking. Um, no, just you've got a very interesting, um, you you l- basically travel the world doing stand-up comedy, living out of you know your vehicle. And we're not going to dive right into that right away. I'd like to sort of structure it so people sort of get organic where they're going. But I, over the last few years, you've done something that I, I got to say I've, I've really, really admired, which is that you're like, I'm doing this stand-up comedy thing and I'm I'm going where I need to go. Like, do it all over North America, all over Europe. And you're now living effectively in the UK. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's I mean, amazing. Um, yeah, and like I said, there's just so much to talk about. I don't really know how to sort of structure with everybody what it is we're going to be talking about. But I'm, I'm going to do the same thing that I do with everybody else, which is to ask, you know, how did you get started in stand-up comedy? What made you get started in stand-up? Um. Uh, I, I think that the first inkling was, um, I was taking a, uh, police foundations program at Algonquin college here in Ottawa. And there was an English, uh, uh, program that I was taking that, uh, there was one component to it where you, they got each and every student to go up in front of the class and just talk for, I think it was like three, three, four minutes, something like that. And you had to do that without looking over at the teacher and saying, is my time up? You know, how much time do I have left? Really? Really. Uh, and I went up there. That, that was the whole point of the assignment. And to I did not up, look at the teacher and ask how much time yeah, you had left. She didn't care. Was it about being nervous said. talking to people, like addressing? I believe so. Okay. Um, I didn't, as, as you know, I didn't end up following through on that program. I'm not a police officer, but I guess I, what I can take from that is that they stand in front of probably their peers, maybe, to uh, uh, explain. I don't know, the, the murder that just took place okay. or whatever. I, I don't know. And they gave zero guessing. structure on what you were supposed to exactly. talk about. Just exactly. Just come up here, talk for four minutes. That was honestly it. Um, and at, uh, at the time, I was uh, working at a Dairy Queen. Um, and uh, I told a story about these girls that came in. They're having their bachelorette party. And they wanted to order a, uh, a cock on a cake. And somehow I made that <laughs> like, like four minutes long. Um, Did you put the cock on the cake? Uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't a cake designer, so the or a cake artist, as they oh, really? call it. So uh, there was a girl in the back, uh, Ariane. I believe it was like her first or second day, um, and I got I got her to do it. But like, there's like different size cakes, eight inch, ten inch. It, 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 I, you can see how I really. You can see how I really <laughs> dragged this out. Um, but the class, like they, they, they laughed, you know, a few times and it, uh, that was like my first kind of, that was the first spark that I was like, oh, Hey, here, here, this is something that I've never really thought about before, but maybe it's were something you a, I could do. Yeah. Were you a, like a class clown type? And I mean, not a college, but I mean, in school, were you the, were you the class clown or were you just like, eh? I, 
there was something about getting a laugh in class that was just so addictive. I wouldn't necessarily say I was the class clown, but uh, I remember like we were reading some sort of Shakespeare in like grade 10 or grade 11. And I was, you know, doing that thing where you look ahead and see what your line's going to be. Right, and of course. And I don't know what, I don't know if it was Romeo and Juliet. Um, where we, one of the lines was hell no, but people in our class were saying, uh, were saying, oh, hell's no. So I said it like that and it just got a laugh in the class. I don't know. There's right. just like one specific You're like, moment. You're like, it's old English, man. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. Um, yeah. So the, the teacher in, at, in college ended up. She she was a little uh, she she disciplined me for 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 the language. Fuck off, of saying, really? <laughs> Good choice of words. Yeah, uh, really. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. No structure, but then turns around and tells you. But ah, hang on. Yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine. It's like you don't give me anything to work with, and then so when I take it on myself, you're like, well, not like that. I'm like, well, then you should have put that in the fucking rules in advance. I hate that too. Yeah. Whenever you're do whenever you're doing something, um, whether it be like even if it's like a like a like a, I remember this is, this is really specific, but like I remember like doing like like sit ups in grade seven or grade eight, and my cousin who was actually living with my family at the time came into my room. She was watching Richard Simmons, not doing Richard Simmons, watching Just watching Richard. him. He's more of a show than exactly. he is. A, yeah, she was <laughs> eating exercise. chips or whatever, and she came into the room <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, uh, "I was just watching Richard Simmons. You're doing sit ups wrong," and that. I was livid because it's like at least I'm doing something, you know. At least, at least I'm doing uh, something to improve my uh, improve my, uh, uh, my my well being. And she was just sitting there eating chips, and she was crazy. Uh, I might be I might be exaggerating that part a little bit. I don't know. She was actually sitting there. Eating chips she was dipping it. chips into, into ice cream. Yeah, into <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you got you got the laughs at college. How soon afterwards did you did you go? Okay. Well, you know what? I got to find. Um, I only did a semester of the police foundations. Um, I worked for about a year and a half in a deli. Then I went back to Algonquin for a, uh, a, a pre-media general arts and science program, uh, which was two years in length. And uh, uh, one of my classmates, uh, his name's Greg Lowe. Oddly enough, I saw him at an open mic Mondays uh, about a month ago. Oh, very cool. He, uh, uh, his girlfriend that he was dating at the time, um, had convinced him, or he, I think he told her at one point that he wanted to oh, try that a comedy. Greg Lowe. Yeah, yeah. He was on the show. He yeah. wasn't just there watching yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. uh, he, he, uh, uh, his girl, he, he told his girlfriend that he wanted to try it. Um, and then it, Greg told me this actually like a month ago, apparently I'm the one that really, I, as soon as, as soon as he mentioned to me that he wanted to try stand up comedy, I guess, I guess my eyes lit up and I was like, oh man, I've always wanted to try that. And apparently I was the one that actually like dialed the phone for yuck yucks for both of us and like got us on the show. Did he do it the first, like the first time with you? Yeah. That's the weirdest wow, thing. So he hasn't done it and in then all didn't, that time. And then wow. didn't do it again. How long? I've, I've been trying to figure this out. We've been doing comedy like, what, like 10, 10 years? Getting there. Something somewhere around there, right? nine for me. Okay, so if you're nine, then I'm probably okay. So yeah, I'm probably like nine. But anyway, so it, it that was so cool for him to be getting back into it again, like nine years later. Um, and he was on the show, and then I had been doing it for nine years. And uh, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, that's a lot of wasted time. I could have been." Uh... <laughs> so so he he suggested the idea of trying it. Yeah, and you go. Yeah, so you called Yuck. So this was what three or four years after that police foundation. Um, this was yeah, like like yeah, like two years later. Two years later. Okay. Um, and then after that, that set where I told that same story, that was my entire set, the, the cock on a cake story. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, uh, I was hooked, man. The, that, that, that high that I got that natural high from being on stage. Um, I decided I would finish the, the two year program. Um, and then the second I was done, um, I was going to do comedy. That was that was just that, you know, like, that was the plan. As soon as I got this, I'm never going to use it again. And we're going to do and comedy. We're doing comedy. That was exactly it. Good for you. 
And that was that was a while back. Now, I'm trying to think too. I always ask when you were coming up in comedy, like we've all done the, you know, shows this and they would do an absolute comedy and whatnot. And I think at one point, because that's just how you grow, right? You're 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 doing bigger and larger spots, bigger and longer spots on shows, you know, going from an opener to a, a short middle to a, a full middle to hosting to all that stuff. And uh, you and I were coming up the same rate. And then uh, I guess at one point, um, you you and another comic, Chris Timms, how did how did you guys decide? You guys did something called the Relentless Road Trip, where you were basically driving westward from Ontario to do to do the comedy clubs at West and, and along the way. How did you guys come up with that, and how did you plan it? Um, I was working. I think I was e- either a middle or hosting um, the Absolute Comedy in Toronto, um, and. It, uh, you know, as a comic, he got some time during the day. So I don't know what, what, what exactly sparked it, but I ended up just kind of researching all of the comedy clubs, um, in Canada. I just made a list of them. And, uh, when I got back to Ottawa, I'm not sure why I picked Chris either. Chris, I think Chris was always, uh, uh a go-getter and always able to break stuff down into, into simple steps to accomplish goals. So I brought that list to him. And he has, he has this big, he had, at the time he had this big whiteboard in his room. So we, we wrote out the entire list. And then from there, yeah, we just, we just broke it down. We just, we created a, uh, uh, like a, a list of, uh, uh, like he, I, I think I started by, by calling all of these clubs, seeing how far we could go, like to get a hold of, uh, like the actual person who's in charge of booking. If not, right. get an email. If no one was there, then I would call back the next week and we would alternate between calling and emailing. And from there, uh, once we got a handful of clubs booked, we would work ourselves down to uh, just like the bar shows that were in the different cities. How did you find those? How did you find the bar shows and things like that? In Western Canada? Yeah. They're incredible. No, I mean, I apologize. Like, how did you locate Locate the names of the bars and stuff like that and what they were doing shows? um, It seems to be pretty good in uh, Canada as far as you just Google comedy and the name of the city that you're looking for and uh it's true for edmonton uh calgary and vancouver there's pretty much a list there that you can uh and and ways to reach out to those particular bookers anyway at the end of it we ended up with 70 shows in 90 days across the country and for the most part we were living out of uh, my mazda 3 is what we drove out there we had some camping gear that we would do along the way but uh, a lot of it was spent in that vehicle so you'd sleep in the car most days or would you alternate turns of who's driving like did you stop driving chris didn't have does chris have a driver's license there was a reason why he wasn't driving oh wow um which which yeah if you want to talk about something that that may have started me living <laughs> living out of a vehicle and just being comfortable driving long distances that might have been it the I, fact that you the had fact that to i had all to all the driving that's exactly it and ever since then like i, I don't i don't have a problem with driving any sort of distance at all i'm very uh, i enjoy it actually it's i find it really relaxing it gives me time to think um, right i that's i honestly do most of my thinking behind the wheel to be totally honest with you i find that the act of having to do something else like driving is is sort of clears up a little bit of the anxiousness and definitely kind of helps you get that get, get that uh whatever they call it, that the, the devil off your shoulder the monkey off your shoulder is that what I, I don't know i don't know if there's an expression for it or not you you said monkey earlier so maybe oh yeah yeah when i was talking <laughs> I uh, talk about handing out ta- off tasks, yeah. But it does help you get, uh, or your your muse. Is that what it is? It's maybe, like a- maybe. Because I know for me, if I just sit down and stare at a paper, immediately that voice of all the things I have to do starts getting in my head, it's a lot. and I can't focus on what I'm trying to do. But when I'm driving, I'm already doing something, 
So if I start thinking about something else, like I actually can think clearer on that as opposed to two different, it's almost like two radios next to you, you know, one, one radio next to each ear, both playing something different. But I guess when I'm driving, that's one of the radios, but it's not distracting. It's it's because well, it's, it's a simple task that you've done a million times. So you yeah. don't, you, you, it, it sounds dangerous, but I guess you, you, your mind can wander at that point yeah. and, and it allows you to play with whatever, whatever's going on in your, well, I put music mind. on when I read. Okay. Because I can't just read. If I'm just reading, I'm also thinking something else. But if I've music on something, it's I, I I've referred to it before as like two inputs. Is that like there's always two inputs in my head all the time? Uh, so I'm basically, you know, if I'm not doing anything else, right? If I'm staring at a piece of paper or whatever, I'm thinking two different things at the same time, and it's distracting. It's bouncing around. But if I've got music on, then that other input that I'm trying to do can just be that one thing. So it's almost like driving or music, or sometimes it's TV on while I'm trying to fall asleep just distracts from the mental circus. You know what I mean? I'm just right. thoughts, 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 anxious, anxious. So I I can totally, getting back to what you're saying, I can totally relate to being able to just, you know, hey, when I'm driving, I can just think. And that's sort of what it is. Unfortunately, that's when I think of the funny stuff too. There's no pen and paper. And I'm like, well, these are all great ideas that'll never see the light of day. But, <laughs> um, the, uh, the reason that we ended up calling it the Relentless Road Trip was we had a, a conflict with uh, uh, one, of the, one of the club uh, owners that we were trying to get a hold of it was the uh the owner of or the guy that books the the laugh shop um he wasn't getting back to us and nothing nothing annoys me more than than not than not getting zero response just just respond and tell me you don't want me i'm i am more than okay with that but at the time and particularly too like that that guy was seriously underestimating the amount of time i had i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna get a hold of him I was going to get a hold of him in some way, shape, or form. And he ended up finally responding to one of our emails. And the opening line was, uh, you guys are fucking relentless. So that's how we ended up coming up with the uh, the name of the tour. Right. We ended up working that club because he ended up booking us the same time that we were uh, co-headlining uh, rumors in Winnipeg. So you finally got through. You got a yes, but you couldn't do it? I Part of me thinks he did it on purpose, too. Because we we were we were clear in the email what our available dates were. Um, and... Uh, 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 both of those owners are are friends, so I think I, I don't know if he was I don't know what he was doing. I think he was messing with us. Yeah, um, but I don't know. That, that's as far as I know. Hey, you got the answer. That's exactly it. I did get a response. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you do Christmas morning? If we have a show. <laughs> Is that a busy time for you? Do you have that available? <laughs> we got a Christmas morning spot for you. <laughs> the um. So what we're like? So for that first trip, what was some of the? Ah, uh, geez, how do I say it? Like. What were the logistics in terms of of travel for like? I mean, you said you guys camped, right? right. So I'm trying to phrase the question to to for the answer is basically just what did you guys do to make it? Did, I would imagine occasionally you got a hotel or a motel or something. At the time, I was working uh, at at the Hilton Garden Inn near the airport here in Ottawa. So I was uh, as a, as a team member, they call it. Um, I was able to get. Uh, hotels for cheap, particularly a Hampton. Um, I could stay in a Hampton for $29 for a night and uh, we got free breakfast in the morning. So anytime that that was an option or available, that is what we ended up doing. I think, I think we stayed in, I don't know, maybe 12, 12 or 13 nights over the course of the 90 days, over the course of the 90 days. Yeah. We probably stayed in a, uh, in a Hampton, which was uh, which was a sweet hookup. Uh, Chris also had, any of the camping we did too, we we were trying to do every everything was on the cheap, like as as cheap as we could be. So right. we found, we ended up finding like I remember this one place in I think it was Squamish in in BC. BC. Yeah, it uh, 
like there was no there was no map for this for this form or whatever wherever chris found found the location for this free campsite but it was like it was like a treasure map it was like not handwritten obviously it was in type but it was just the way it was written like go you know directions eight minutes down this road make a right at you know the the old eight minutes at what speed that's that's exactly it It was that it was that kind of thing and it was like actually like it was it yeah we felt like it was like kind of a treasure map to find we ended up did we we did find that that campsite and it was free and it was beautiful um but uh, yeah, there was you just had to work for it. You had to, you, if you had to find a free place to camp and you had to work for it, you could do that anywhere in the world. I would assume. It, I would assume you could find a place in Ottawa to camp for free and no one would find you. It's it, just exactly that's the whole. And idea. then at the end of it too, like we're, we're trying to do this as cheap as possible to hopefully come up with a profit at the end of this thing. Um, Cause at the time, like we're taking any bookings, like we like we were getting just openers in some clubs, you know, sometimes we got booked. Well, the, the co-headline at rumors was obviously the, the highlight of the trip, but just what, for what we were getting paid, like we were trying to make it as cheap as possible. And like some of these adventures of finding campsites, you know, if we're driving like 45 minutes, to an hour trying to find this thing like you got to weigh that out in the end like with the gas that we spent to get there like was it actually worth it should we have just paid the 12 dollars at the campsite that was just off the road so there was like uh uh there's there's that to factor into that maybe we didn't we didn't we didn't at the time well and and so like in terms of of the the 90 days like how many times did you camp or did you guys camp every day that you weren't doing a hotel um we camped quite a bit Especially if there was a gap in the schedule where we weren't booked for like a few days, we would find a campsite nearby. Um, I'd say, I don't know, probably, probably just under, under half. So yeah, of the 90 days, let's say, let's say something like 40, 40 nights, maybe something like that, 40, 45. Yeah. Now here's a dumb question because I don't camp. It's too much work. Uh, It is a lot of work. I do agree with that. Build my house every day. Um, (laughs) Completely agree with you. What is, uh, what is camping cost a night for a campsite? Um, I, 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 as far as I know, there's a class system for camp for campsites too. Um, so like if you know if if they if like they got camper? wood on site or if they've got oh you know, I see if they got actual toilets, um, like uh, if there's electrical sites, all of these things will raise the price of the campsite. Right, but like a hotel room too. So like if you went and got yourself like the let's say the motel site right. level. Yeah, if you if you, if you if you don't mind it's your campsite, dirt. not there's have a it. circle of dirt and you're allowed to sleep here. What's that cost? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like, like, like 15 bucks. Fuck that. I'm sleeping in the car. <laughs> Fuck that. It's just as comfortable. If you're going to wake up with a sore back, I don't know. I'm going to have a lot of people who are outdoors. who hate me for this, but if you're going to wake up with a sore back because you're sleeping on the ground, you're basically the difference between sleeping on the ground and sleeping in a tent is a thin layer of plastic. <laughs> the way I look at it. Yeah. Vinyl. Yeah. Chris was hardcore at the time too. He had very little, uh, like mattress or anything. I think I had like an air mattress that I was using. Oh, so you it's, actually had, yeah. See, I'm talking like in a sleeping bag, basically just lying on the floor of the, it's like a tarp. That's all the bottom of the tent yeah. is. It's a fucking tarp. Yeah. Okay. You really never camp before. Yeah. People, I've done it like you, four or five times. It's, it's always the shittiest tents, always the shittiest sleeping bags. But I'm like, I see people you buy put anything under the sleeping bag though. Well, I didn't have anything. I, I don't have camping gear. I don't like being homeless. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you need to, you got to put something under, under underneath. Um, I, it's, it's, uh, Chris has pointed this out to me too. Like, well, I what remember, did you guys put then? So I'm sure you're, again, I know I now I you're like the fucking, as far as I, remember. I know. Yeah. That, that, dude, that's, you could teach a master part. class on fucking homelessness <laughs> and sleeping in your car. Right well, that's now. exactly it. Like the contrast of then and now, yeah, and we're going to get there. Of me we're going to the get there. But what do you, what did you guys use then? Um, uh, I, I think I had an air mattress. I, I definitely had an air mattress that I was blowing up every time. But you have to you have to realize that for both of us to sleep in my Mazda three, um, we're not sleeping flat on the ground. We're talking about front seats, uh, reclined, push, push, reclined exactly. Yeah. So you're not sleeping completely flat. You're not getting a very great sleep like that. 
um, camping was definitely uh, the better option because you could actually lay down. Right. That and for the love of God, we get some space from each other. We each had our own our own tent. It's a lot of it's a lot of time spent with uh, uh, one person in a very finite amount of space. So you did have your your own tents. We did have our own tents. Yeah, and you have a, you had a tent and an air mattress that fit in your tent. Yeah, and you just yeah wow, okay. And of course, cooking equipment as well. Because cooking camping, equipment. You got to eat. I wasn't much of a camper growing up either. My uh, 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 my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sue Watson that you met before. She, oh, she, I love Sue. <laughs> she fell under. You better make her listen to this too, because uh, I wanted to hear all the stuff we were talking about. She uh, uh, she falls under the same uh, uh, a class as you. That uh, uh, why would I want to set up my house uh, every night? Especially for her too, because like, uh, as a mother of uh, of five, like she's she's making supper for everybody every night. And camping for her was like, okay, now I got to make. We're there for three days. I got to make fifty, you know, uh, nine meals. Yeah, with like now ahead of a time bullshit uh, yeah. butane stoves exactly. and little little pots that are big, like the size of basically most people's coffee cups. Now, exactly. If she wants to go on a, on a vacation, she wanted to not stay. work. Yeah, not work. Exactly. She wanted yeah. to stay. She wanted to stay in a hotel. And uh, uh, so yeah, I wasn't much of a, a camper myself. Um, Chris uh, was excited about because he, he he had camped um, a lot growing up. And this was his first time that he was uh, like able to, you know, take the reins on the whole thing and kind of, you know, teach me a little bit about uh, living out in the woods. Yeah, it was like a father son experience yeah, it together. Was. It was, yeah. <laughs> so that's okay. So so again, most of the time, and then I guess when you guys were not camping, not hoteling, you were in the car. Sleeping, we were in the so car. So you would just sleep. You would have a steering wheel. You'd wake up with a steering wheel in front of you every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's great. It, 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 well, it's it is uh, uh, again not necessarily then, but if we fast forward a bit, like any time that I woke up in a vehicle, it's just kind of cool that like you know you put the seat up and you just you just ready put your go. hands on the wheel. Yeah, you just it's ready like to a space movie where they come out of the pods and they just sit down and they're fucking oh computer, travel to. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah you, you just wake you're up just and ready right, to go. I'm you're like, like, ah, boom, guess, you're already. I'm in motion right now. Yeah, exactly. I guess I'm going. My toes aren't. My feet are still asleep, <laughs> but we're going. Yeah. Well, like like I said, I mean to me like. The idea that you guys sat down and planned, and I think that's kind of what I would need to, if I was to do something like that, I would need someone else to help plan with, to just every time my brain starts to float off, it's like, let's get it back on. Because like the idea of, of going across the country and doing shows at different bars and clubs and you know in different provinces and cities and things like that, that's, to me, that's amazing. I, haven't, I hadn't been, I think at the time, like I, I had performed in Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, small towns yeah i think i had done one show in the states like in like in baltimore at a club there and that was it i i cannot give chris temps enough credit for uh even where where i am right now just like just just opening that door and just kind of even he didn't know exactly what he was doing right but somehow but everyone doesn't when they're doing it for the first time and most people i mean myself included use that as a as a reason to not try yeah you know because dude not only that you guys three months Three months, like you, you quit your jobs and you went out there. Yeah, you yeah, know? we both, yeah, we both did, and that's amazing. Now we're this, this I wanted to ask too because I, I talk about making separate, and and since then, and we'll go into it. You have continued to travel. When you guys came back from that, I was super excited to see you guys because I'm like, oh, I'm, I can't, I can't imagine the growth doing seventy shows in ninety days. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, the idea: quit your jobs, go somewhere for three months, just do comedy, do what you love. You know also different places people like the connections that you would make all of that is is so romanticized in my head i'm like that's amazing right and it's cool to to see it and when you came back i was like i can't wait to hear the stories and now you're back but when you guys came back like i said uh chris was back and you were like already i gotta plan the next one 
Like something about that was different for you than it was for him. We were in such different places in our lives because he was um, about to get into a relationship with with a lady who has had a child. And when he got back, he was moving in with her. He went from his uh, house on King Edward or wherever it was to moving in with this lady, whereas I had been in a relationship for the last four years and living with a lady and ended that before I went, right before I left for the You trip. did that prior to the road trip? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like thought... we were literally at opposite ends of the uh, of the spectrum there. Yeah. Like he got back and he, he, he was, he had a home to go to, whereas I didn't. I just needed to, yeah, like you, I needed to find the next step, whatever that was. Yeah. So you like no more lease, no more lease. Now your family lives here. So that's yeah. always an option. De- oh, definitely. And it is for, definitely. I think most people, you know, as long as you're good on good terms with your family, it's, it's still a thing. See, that's the part of the timeline I couldn't quite remember because um, I had, and, and I wanted to talk about that too, because since then, you know, you've, you've gone on to, to more trips, more tours and, and the whole, just, I live in my car and I go where the comedy is, which again, I think is amazing, but not just the sacrifice of being like, well, I'm going to quit my job and I'll find another one. I come back is that that relationship one. Cause I know, I know the, the lovely lady who you were with for, for many, many years. Very, very sweet. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at your face right now. It's making me laugh. Um, as you were with her for, for a very long time. And, uh, and I know that a lot of things you guys were doing before that you moved in with her. The last place I was sitting here, I'm remembering your place, you know, in the Glebe when you were living with, you know, your old roommates and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was the one. It wasn't. You were with her. You guys had got your own little place. Your yeah, we had a place in, in Hittenberg. Yeah. You had, uh, I remember this you, nice little friggin' water fountain out front. Uh, I remember I can picture the couches so well too. We had this, this, this couch with these, uh, that her aunt bought her, um, cause her parents didn't know we were living together with this past, like these blue and pink pastel pillows on the couch. The weirdest thing too about that, because she was from a really Roman Catholic family, was she didn't tell uh, her parents that we, were, that we were living together. So anytime her parents came over, we had this these matching like black and white paintings of. Uh, she was a nurse, so she had like a stethoscope, mm-hmm. and I was uh, I was trying to be a comic, so I, I had a microphone. But anytime her parents came over, we had to pick up that microphone painting and just like throw it in the dryer and kind of like hide it from from her parents because really yeah. Yeah, I felt. Uh, did that ever cause any? Like, okay, so yes, like that's, of course it we've did. never talked. It's one thing we you and I have never of talked about. Of course it did. She she was from a, a really large family. Um, every Sunday night, all of the uh, siblings get together. She was I, one of like like of a dozen kids. Um, I don't even think I'm exaggerating when I say that. It was one of a dozen kids, and we would go to her mother's house on Sunday nights for dinner, and. Um, yeah, I just felt like I was hiding something. Um, you were there. It's not like every time our parents came over, you had to leave. You would, but you would just sort of be more like you were visiting too, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Did they ever ask where do you? Oh, where do you live, Matt? What part of town are you I was, in? Like I was saying that I lived. Um, uh, uh, what was the street that uh, that Aaron that Aaron Power and Joy Houlihan lived on right near Absolute? Oh, I, I don't know them, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I would just yeah, I would just say that address. Um, so they didn't see your clothes and drawers, your stuff around. See that's just it. See that and her her mother. But that is but that microphone was incredibly intelligent. So what, I think she knew. Yeah, because why, why would that knew. one picture? I'm like, obviously she's a nurse, and the microphone is like, yeah, it's it's like it represents the two of us. There's no reason why your girlfriend can't have reminders of you on the wall and reminders of your parents knew you were a comic, right? Yeah, yeah, um, and they knew you were together, right? They knew you guys were a couple. They knew you were fucking forgive me, but 
throwing it to their daughter, right? It's not I, like I, you I, guys were were <laughs> to you know friends in a prayer group or some shit, right? Yes, but that the, the such a traditional Catholic family. Like it felt it felt like uh, even though the the mother, I'm sure she's not naive. She's a very smart lady. She knew what was going on, but at the same time, I feel like it just wasn't it just wasn't talked about. That was the weird part too. Like even like the older siblings. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't talk about it with them. Like I just felt like, I don't know. So that's interesting because I, I did not know that until right now. I knew you guys were together. I knew you were living together. We didn't see her often because she did different hours than you. And at the same time, like when you're doing comedy all the time, eventually the significant others, like I, I've seen the act, Yeah, you know, and I get it. So for them, it's kind of like, you know what? We, we all have time that we work. We have downtime. We appreciate the little bit of, you know what? You go do you go do your thing. I'll be home. So when we start, I love that too. Anyway, to have to have my own space with uh, 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 comedy. I love that. That's just kind of like my thing, and it's like you know my time to do to do whatever. And I hope that any relationship that I can get to, like I don't mind if you come to a show or two, but I don't necessarily need you, you know, around. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, you're like comedy or you. Let me uh, let me get your bags. Let me get your bags. Let me get my bags because actually uh, they're in the dryer. Um, <laughs> let me get my stuff. It's all in the usual place it's in the dryer. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I remember specifically one time her, her sister came over and her older sister. And, uh, uh as you know, I'm incredibly frugal with, uh, with my lifestyle. So I think that, uh, even then I was, I was really frugal. So it was like this onion, this red onion in the, in the fridge. And, uh, it was, it was down to like such, such a small little cube. Cause I had, you know, shaved it off for salads or omelets, whatever the heck we were eating at the time. And uh, it was just such a small little piece and it was saran wrapped and I wasn't throwing it out. I was going to use it. But her sister opened up the fridge and she started just ripping on this onion like, oh my God, Anna, why do you have this? It's so small. You're never going to make, you know, you know, to have like a meal out of this. And I was there at the time and I got like super defensive of my onion. I'm like, what do you mean? There's still more <laughs> enough onion there. But like at that point, like something had to click. Like, why does Matt give a shit so much about this onion if he's just, you know, visiting her from time to time? You know what's funny is sometimes we think, because we know, we think other people are onto shit more than we yeah. are. You come to you know I mean? become, we also, par we become also paranoid. Get, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I watched that Joe Schmo show years and years ago on Spike TV. And it was like basically only one, like a guy, the guy, there's only one person in the show who thought he was on a reality TV show. Everyone else was actors, but he thought everyone was on the show to compete so apparently everything everything every every which way that everything on the show went every competition every twist of turns whatever it wasn't they weren't all finding out only he was and then when the show was over um like the whole time you watched every episode there was like four or five moments where you're like shit he's on to us he he knows it's fake and all this stuff and then when the show was finally over they were doing like a, a no a reunion show and he goes i didn't know any of that shit He's like, every time you guys thought I was on, I didn't, I didn't have a fucking clue. I didn't have a clue. Like, so it just made me think That's of that. It's just, just sometimes people are like, oh, he's definitely, he's onto us. He's I don't know, fuck. She knows. She knows. She knows right. It's my onion. My, my fucking <laughs> OXO cube onion. It's right. It's still good. What does an onion cost? 60 cents? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> you look after the 60 cents though. The dollars will take care of themselves. I'm, you know what? I'm uh wow. Is that a saying? Yeah, it's look you, after the pennies, but. Look after the pennies, the look dollars after the will look after themselves? Yeah, that's a say. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Do you subscribe to like a frugal? See, here's the thing. No, because that would cost money, Josh. No, <laughs> no emails, you fucker. I'll teach you some oh, okay. things too. Um, <laughs> it's, it, for, for me, it's like I said, I look at that. Now, going back to, to my original point, because I didn't know that you guys were living in sin. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, I just thought you guys were together. Like I said, I remember, remember you were together. Now... <laughs> You guys were an adorable little couple because she was so quiet. 
you know? And I'm not saying that's that's the way I prefer it or whatever. Just I'm saying like, it was just, I don't know, I guess she, for me, seeing the relationship or whatever, like, you know, there was this little dynamic. She was, she was always at your show. It was always very quiet. She was just very, it was just, I guess, very supportive looking was that, you know, she, again, she gave you your space. She's doing her thing. She supported what you did. You never were like, ah, oh, you know, I got to make a, a decision. Every time you talked, you talked to me about it and my relationship with Crystal you know, I, I, I always look at things like, okay, well, I, I admire what that person's doing and I look at it. And like I said, for me, I, I was like, I can't, that sounds amazing. Just go for three months and go do stand up comedy. But I, I would, I would be incredibly lonely. I would miss, you know, my girlfriend. I would miss the kids. I, I'm like, and I, and it can't sustain a life like that. And you were saying, so I was asking you, when was, you were talking about that decision, you know, cause you were telling me like, I, I think I just have to end it. You know, she wants to move forward and I'm, I'm I'm committed to comedy. I remember you talking to me. We were talking about the choice. In retrospect, I don't think she actually ever did say to me that she. Uh, she I don't think she was pressuring me in any way, shape, or form. The the rest of the family when I was there on Sunday nights definitely was yours or hers. Uh, <laughs> both. But, okay. But also, okay. but but also, but 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 uh, mainly hers because we were going there every Sunday night. If I unless I unless I had a show, right. Um, and it came, man. It it it's it just kind of came down to the fact that I I had fallen in love with comedy first, right. and I needed to. I knew I needed to give it like a hundred and ten percent, or else if I ended up living in the suburbs with a family, working whatever job, doing comedy only, you know, once a week or whatever, um, I was gonna regret not giving it a chance, and ultimately that would you know destroy the relationship anyway. Well, yeah, you wouldn't want to live with resentment. And I remember exactly. you being very Definitely ethical not. about it Definitely was the not. fact that you were like... This loneliness, I, though, that you're you're talking about, particularly on that tour, I was a mess because I had just ended a four-year relationship. I was out on my own. And Chris, Chris will tell you, like, I was like I, I was like a puppy dog just, like, around him, like, hey, man, do you want to play whatever we had with us, like a game, like a pack of cards or uh, whatever we, whatever two games that we brought with you're us. missing that companionship. Something, like, yeah. something. I had no idea what to do with my time. Like I, it, uh, uh, and I, I see it now sometimes with uh, like some when I'm at home with my little siblings. Like I, I, I didn't need space. I didn't want space at the time because I, I didn't know. I didn't know what that was. You know, I was so I was either at a comedy club with 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 uh, fellow comics and friends or at at home with her. So just having all of this free time to myself, like I didn't, I didn't know what to do with myself. Right. Well, that's that's the thing that uh, that I. I mean, again, not to make it about myself, but the relatability is like right now. I live here and I have a reasonable amount of alone time and, and personal time. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm by myself, Crystal and the kids, I guess she, she's got a, a very busy work schedule. She's with people all day, every day who need her. And she comes home, she's out with the kids that need her. And then the only time we see each other is on the weekend. So for her, she needs a little bit of her time. I, I have lots of alone time. I need together time. She has lots of together time with people social time if you will right and she needs a little alone time so every now and again she'll be like is it cool if we just have a, a night you know you go do your thing and i'll and i'm always like but, but i you know like <laughs> like that's how that my, my feelings oh but i need i need to so i think it's one of those grasses always green it's got to be a balance yeah and so that's the thing to go from like having it and then just gone yeah is i i can totally see like holy fuck there's a big there's a big gap there you forget what you did with yourself well before before that yeah, like four four years of time with somebody like you just you just don't remember what you what you, how did you fill all the hours in the day? And I remember I've I've talked to you about that since because even that's that relentless road trip was a few years ago now, yeah. and uh, and I've asked you since like because again it's something that I I 
I recognize a lot of the things that you thought and decisions you made. I recognize thinking them myself, and that's why I look at it and I just go, you know, I've brought up, I've brought her up since and said, do you guys still talk to her? So you basically say happy birthday to each other. That, but that, but there's there's no real contact aside from that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then and I and I I'm ask, happy that we still do that though. Well, absolutely. I mean, and that's and I've I've talked to you. You so say, yeah, I just I don't look because I. You know, I've asked you, do you ever look her up on Facebook or and, and you've said, well, I can't just, do it hurts. It. I can't do it. Why would you do that? Right. So is there... You pull a pin out of a landmine? It, <laughs> or a grenade? <laughs> no, it'd be I, I, I don't think I would do that. Uh, I, and I totally agree with you. I, I guess it's one of those, my part of me is going like, um, obviously, you still stand behind that. Is there any regret? And not to, to try to open an old wound, but basically, like I said, my own inner curiosity is like, you you said, I got to do this stand-up thing. I got to be 100% committed to that. And I remember you were no, very ethical. No, you did th- say- there isn't any, There isn't no? any regret. I met her just like, just like a, a couple months too late. Like, because I met her, I, I think I was doing comedy for like maybe six months when I met her tops, maybe like three or four. Like she was at one of one of my, my few like first shows. So that, that's where you met her at a show? No, we met her. I met her working at uh, the breakfast restaurant chorus. Oh. Um, but I had, I had just, I had just, I had just, I had just fallen in love with, uh, with, with something else. Just, just like just a few months before I had, uh, I had met her. Um, and like I said, yeah, I just, I had no choice, man. I had to, I had to give it, I had to get, I had to give it a shot. Well, and, and you've done that. Like I said, it's just one of those, uh, it's a good thing, but there's obviously, there's still. Or, yeah. I mean, is it, do you, do you, do you feel a time heals all wounds thing? Uh, it, uh, now, no, it'll, it'll, it'll lessen the wound, I guess, but it'll, it'll always be there. I think at this point though, like there's. You know, I, I I can look back on the fond memories and and, and smile. You know, the good the, the good times. Um, it's uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's it's definitely not completely healed over. I don't feel like any of the, they're just scars. You know, they're they're still there. They're just yeah, not as not as and I can and I can understand and poignant I as they were. They're not as poignant. <laughs> well, I and and that's the thing. I'm not trying to provoke anything, but I I really am fascinated. And I think just even listening to the hesitation and and seeing it in your face, whatever, like. That's that's what would kill me the most too. It's there's there's a part of me that's like I want to move to like just for me the idea of moving to Toronto and trying to do stand up comedy is very. Uh, it's like I'd love to. It's it's the I want the opportunities, but I'm not right now for myself. I personally am not willing to make the sacrifice because I can't just uproot the family and move to Toronto. No, because there's I mean? more there's more people involved with yeah. with you. You you're, you've got and and that, and that was that, that's what it came down to too, man. Like. You know, I was I'm I'm from a very uh, uh, well well structured. I'm from from a family that uh, well rounded. Yeah, well rounded. Thank you. You're welcome. My uh, uh, my dad is such like a great dad. My mom's such a great mom. And like it, it, I don't know, I guess every time every generation tries to improve on you know the childhood that they had, and uh, uh, that would be very tough for me to do um, if I had just a regular job. But for me as a comic trying to you know, support a family that there's no way that the, the comedy would have suffered for sure. And the, uh, the fact that I'm just, it's, it's just me right now that that freedom, it's like, there is no, there's no, there's no idea that's too, too far out of reach. You know, it's all, it's all very doable because it's just me. Yeah. And that was something that I, I used to think 
before I got in the relationship, believe it or not, was just when it's just you, you you keep open, you know, the, the possibilities. And and that's that is true. Possibilities are endless. That's true. And that's the thing too. And and but the for me it was as soon as I got in the relationship with the family and the kids, it was like it's not just you anymore. Well, it isn't just you, but but the benefit, like the the flip side of that, right? Because like when you're when you're alone, you're like, well, it's just me, the freedom, and that's the positive. Oh, it's the freedom, right? You know, it's it it really is the grass is greener. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody's like, what I don't have is what I want. But I, uh, for me, it was it was really cool that uh, coming home at the end of the day and having people excited to see you, and just because you're you, not because that you're a nice. comic or anything like that. that. Nice. So I was like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome, too. You know. So I guess that for, is really nice. for, for myself, it's been like, I'm not willing to make the, the sacrifice. And it's not like, hey, it's there and I'm just waiting to pull the trigger on it. I'm saying that like, I can see the value on both sides. And so now what you did, go away for three months and come back, I could do that. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I could do that. I have no idea how to plan it or structure it, which is again why I'm having you on because I think that the idea of doing that is so fascinating. And, and we haven't even moved on to the bigger thing. We're just talking about the catalyst for why you live the, sim- Wherever the you simplest, are. simplest step, start with the clubs, work with the big stuff. It was exactly what we did. I think we bookend the, the, the tour with the absolute three absolute comedies, and we opened with the comic strip. Um, and then we filled in as many of the club dates as we could from there. And then you work your way down to the bar shows, the ones that pay. And then then you're left with whatever's left from there. Like it's, it's that easy. It's, it's that easy. You just got to You just, you just got to start email. Well, and that's the thing too, stuff that I've done that other people are like, how do you do? I'm like, it's fucking email and ask, but that's it. Like literally what I just told you, you just, from there, you just, you just, you just got to do it. And just feel shit. You, just you, did, you did it enough in advance that, that there was availability. You didn't try to plan it a month in advance. No, we tried most of the clubs in Canada book like three months out for your, your, uh, your hosting or, or middle gigs. The UK it's a little bit more. It's like six, six months. Yeah. Well, what was what was your second you know venture out on the road? But sorry, just just yeah, anybody, sorry. Was, uh, no, no, you're you're doing your job. If anybody's looking for um, it, uh, advice on that, though, uh, yeah, Chris and I did. I think when I brought him the the papers, we ended up leaving like uh, like like a year and a few months after when I first brought him the paper with a list of the club. So yes, it was a big process, it, okay. particularly for, for for our first time. When I'm doing it now, um, you know, maybe five months out when I want to go. You know, I'll, I'll maybe, or five or four months, I'll start. I'll start sending out feelers and see if I can book anything, you know, uh, uh, reasonable, and then, and then go from there. But yes, the very first time we went out there, there was a lot of there was a lot of planning ahead of time. Absolutely, and that's that's the thing for me is the structure. <laughs> I have no structure, but I gotta learn. Um, but you got back. That's and I apologize. We we jump back to this first part because uh, I thought the relationship was still going after the first one. It ended when you decided to to do it again. I apologize. It ended right before the first one. Yeah. Now, when you decided you were doing it again, do you remember how long that was and and, and sort of where you went afterwards? Because I know that you've gone at west again. I know that you've driven down into the states. Like, have you been all over the United States doing comedy? Um, not 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 all over. Um, New York and the the West Coast. For the most part, um, the uh, from from that very first tour that Chris and I did, who booked me? There was some who I, uh, I don't know. One of the contacts I made from that first time out there uh, wanted me back, uh, like like four or five months after I got back. So that kind of every everything everything that Chris and I all all of the, the 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 framework that Chris and I laid down from that very first time that I that we went out there, I've those contacts have just grown and the relationships have just, um, blossomed. Um, and, uh, this just created more, 
uh, work and opportunities for me. Um, all, all from everything that went down that first time. I think I've been out there like like five or six times since then. That's amazing. Something like that. And you were was it you who was house sitting in Los Angeles? Yep, that was me. Yeah, you're yeah. house sitting for someone in Los Angeles, and you did some shows. That was a comic that you met somewhere, right? Uh, I met her. Yeah, working in uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, Rachel McDowell is her name. She's uh, she's very funny. And again, every, everything just kind of like 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 fueled from 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 the. I keep saying it from the fire from that from that first trip, but like. Um, I ended up I ended up going across uh, a Europe for uh, three three months as well and doing some shows. In, Where'd you go there? Uh, in the UK, um, we started in Amsterdam, which I actually did a show in show there too. Um, the entire thing was in uh, Dutch, except for my set. Um, but did, it turns they, did they understand you? Very well, actually, surprisingly, surprisingly well. But it was still a little terrifying when the host, you just don't even know. I'm just waiting for my name. Just waiting for them to say my name. Yeah, Matt Watson. Okay, exactly. Yeah, that's You're the shibuba, shibuba, <laughs> Matt Watson. Uh, yeah. I don't know what language I was just making. I, right I don't there. know either. I was going to say it's incredibly accurate, but I, that, I think that would be offensive to anybody who actually speaks Dutch. <laughs> uh, um, where the hell was I going with this? Oh, yeah. She uh, so so I had worked with uh, Rachel out in out west, and then she was following my Instagram and just noticing that I was all over the place in Europe, and then um, just kind of reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, we're going we're going to wherever they were going to Iceland for a couple of weeks. Do you want to come down and house sit?" Um, I'm like, well, pay <laughs> do you want to come across the ocean? I have no idea how long ago. You want to come down across the ocean and just live in our house? Yeah. Well, and she's like, "We'll pay you to house sit, and I'll hook you up with some shows in L.A." And I was like. Yes, um, and that's that freedom that we're talking about. Like that, that wasn't even. I didn't even hesitate. I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I booked another another Western tour. So I drove from Ontario to BC, and then drove down the coast, which was probably the most. I I, I can't wait to do that again because that was that was absolutely breathtaking. Um, to uh, yeah, to LA, and then house house sat for uh, took care of their two dogs. So so where was your vehicle? You're in the you're in the Kate. Okay, so you did Europe. You did yep. Amsterdam. Where else did you do? Um. Comedy wise, I would, uh, that was only only in Amsterdam and uh, uh, London and Scotland. Okay, um, uh, only. <laughs> <laughs> I only did comedy, you know, five years in or whatever, six years in in Amsterdam, uh, England, and Scotland. That was all, man. I, I have I'm really blessed to have really good people in my life. Um, uh, my good friend um, Benjamin Lance, who you've met out in Brockville at the Union Jack show, he helps co-produce that show. Um, I've known him since uh, uh, he was two and I was three. My mom babysat him growing up. Um, I was in a rough place in Toronto, which is where I was living when I came back from that first Western tour. Um, and um, I needed to shake things up. And I think he was just going through like a breakup or something like that. So he pitched the idea of going to Europe. And I said, yes. Um, I didn't have anything booked when we got out there when we landed at his friend's place in Amsterdam. But he said in particular, "We're going to we're going to go to the UK and you're going to book some shows. See what you can see what you can get lined up." And I think I ended up with like over over a dozen, like maybe fifteen shows or something like that. And uh, that was just him. That was just him pushing me. And I ended up finding a show in Amsterdam while I was there. And uh, yeah, that that <laughs> dipping my toe in that water just kind of gave me the. Uh, the idea to move over there. Well, I can see the feeling that the two is just the idea is it starts to get you comfortable with like, holy shit, I can do stand up anywhere I am. Like there's, there's shows somewhere or providing you know, they like, speak English, provided they speak English. But you know what? I see guys like Matt Davis, who's doing comedy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I can't pronounce the, the countries that he's doing comedy in. And he's just like, Oh, I'll be in the area and I'll reach out to people in the area and get on these shows. And I'm like, like just seeing the names of places he's doing, I'm like that's unreal. Yeah, that's incredible. But I mean, but even yourself, like I said, just traveling all over. Like you come back from Amsterdam, 
where's your car? Um, the car was still here in, uh, in, uh, in Canada, in Ottawa. So you drove out West and then drove down to Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, Josh was the most, it's most beautiful drive. The, uh, the, the one, uh, which starts uh, in Northern California. Um, it's just like the most like windy road. Like you can't you can't go very fast. It's like like ten to fifteen kilometers an hour because it's just so in and out of the, the but you're forest. On the ocean. And then yeah, and then along the along the ocean, like those those nights that I camped out in the car there, like it was just just amazing waking yeah. up to that. Now at this point, you probably started to develop a here's how I live in the car. Yeah, that's actually some some somewhere around there, somewhere around there. Like I had been doing it. Um, but not really like promoting myself as such. Um, but I think that that tour down to LA was like finally when I was um, embracing the idea of, yeah. of what was of what was going on. Yeah. So what is what do you need? <laughs> like I, I want to ask two different things in that same answer. So I, you know what? I'll start with this one because I think it'd be shorter and it'll remember to ask the second one is: Have you had the vehicles break down on you? I mean, I'm done. Because you're also, actually, I guess that's the third question I want to ask back when you're doing the Amsterdam thing is that I'm sure some people listening maybe have been like, how do you make money? Because I've done shows where it's like, yeah, that'll get me a couple hundred bucks, but that's not going to last very long when I'm buying food and paying for gas. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you just go, oh, I guess I need to fly back to Canada. And it's like, well, that's, that's, that's a cheap flight. It's not. You no. know what I mean? Like. The okay, well, the that 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 tour of Europe, quote unquote, that uh, my friend Ben and I did. I mean, that wasn't the, comedy. Comedy wasn't wasn't the the goal of that. Right. That was that was more of let's go see the world. Um, and uh, uh, comedy uh, became uh, <laughs> like like I said, like the just just well, ju- added bonus. Exactly, it was not yeah. it was an added bonus, and uh, which kind of pointed me in the direction that I'm uh, going right now. Uh, we did rent a Kia while we were around the UK for around 30 days. And we were, I, w- I was pulling him down to, to, to my level and showing him what, what life was like living out of uh, a vehicle. Cause we, we did stay in that for, for multiple, multiple nights. Um, and it was cold too. It got to like minus like, like 15, I think on our first night and we were not prepared. Like we just had all of our clothes on in the car and uh, he was going to kill me. <laughs> He's gonna kill me as I was putting him through this. Uh, and you're, but you're still learning at this point. Oh too. yeah, at this point, yeah. Right. I don't, I don't even, I don't know what the climate's like in the UK at the time. It was my first time ever being there. I was just, just like, this is the cheapest way for us to do it. We split the price on the car. The deal was whatever uh, uh, monument, historical tourist site that he wanted to go to, I would drive us there. Um, but uh, the, in exchange for no matter where I was booked in the UK, he had to go as well. He had to go as well. Yeah. Okay, that's a good deal. Now. Was comedy the only way you were earning money? While I was like, out there? While you were out there, yeah. Um, I didn't... Because uh, you've always... Like you said, you the, the trip was planned. You put that money aside. That was like buying a vacation. Yeah. So we, that money's put aside. It, it was it was put out there as a vacation, yeah. Um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't make very much money out there. A lot of the spots that I have... I mean, I was reaching out within 30 days of arriving. So there wasn't, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of profit. There was some bar gigs here and there that I made, uh, uh, you know, some, a few, a few pounds, but it wasn't, uh, it definitely wasn't profitable. When you were doing the States, when you came back into the States, you're doing the house, house sitting and all that stuff. Like, I guess right now, are you working? Um, right now I'm not, but I did, uh, you know, I've, I've been saving for, for this, this trip over to the, uh, to the UK, um, for the last, like last like year, I think. Okay. And how long are you in the UK for? Um, it's a two-year visa. 
So you plan on being there the whole two years? Um, well, clearly I'm not. I'm not there right now. But my goal no, is, no, is, but is I mean, to like spend. You're, you're not planning on coming home, you know, in a year. You're like, I got a two year visa, but I'm just going to try it for a year. Like you. My, my goal is to spend as much of that time as I as I can there. Um, to go to as many clubs in as many cities as I can and get my foot in the door. Um, in in my mind, to be you know a, a you know to be a working comic or I I just need to find <laughs> there's 52 weeks in a year. I got to. If you're working at a club for a weekend and then not again for another year, that means I need fifty-two clubs. I need fifty-two clubs. Exactly. Yeah. There's not enough. Here's to here in Canada. So let me let me see what I can do over there in the UK. Yeah, yeah. and the states as well. States is very difficult. Yeah, but the states is. I've been hearing horror stories. Like you get the green card, it's like it's like ten grand, and like you might not even necessarily get it. Whereas this this visa cost me like eight hundred bucks. Right. It just it just seems like a no brainer to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Keep trying. I mean, I'm just, for me, I'm thinking travel. I'm like, I can drive down to the States in eight hours and I can, yeah. it's a lot cheaper than flying everywhere. Definitely. You know what I mean? I do but agree. then again, I, I do agree to Europe. That. Everything's way closer in Europe than it is here. Like, you know, you drive to two different countries than the time it takes to drive to Toronto. Well, that, that, that's exactly it. That's, that's part of the, uh, uh, I think, I think one of the benefits of, of my lifestyle is that, uh, I, I've heard, I've heard comics over there complaining about driving like two hours for a gig. Whereas like for me to get to Vancouver from here, it's like 60. So yeah, two hours. Yeah. You can get from, from the Northern, like Edinburgh to London. So that's like, the, you know, Northern Scotland to Southern England in like, you know, nine hours. Yeah. I've done that. We drove to Windsor. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? That was exactly. And you yeah. ended up in Windsor, whereas you, you know, you yeah, to London. It's still same province. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Canada's, it's big in that way. So when we hear like, oh, you're driving across three countries, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's, everything's so small and close there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of, that's why I, I you know, I asked is like, so when did the person now? So you're basically for the last while, you're earning your primary income from stand up and you've saved a lot. So yeah. to answer it, anyone who might be going, how do, how does he do it? Well, you you work when you're not working, save that money, be yeah. very frugal, live in your car. Because not pay rent is a huge fucking amount of huge. money. But that yeah. also goes back to <clears throat> my my question I was asking is, has the car broken down? Have you ever had a car just fucking die uh, while you've been doing this this driving around and, and going city to city in the last few years? Um, my van in the UK right now that I that I own, apparently the, the battery's dead, so it's not starting. So we'll see what happens. Well, that's when like, I what, 100 bucks fix or whatever? Yeah, well, hopefully that is the problem. Right. Um, I, did, I did get quite a bargain on this vehicle, so Lord oh, knows. I mean, it's only going to last me two years, right? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna splurge on uh, on, on that. But we'll. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens when I get back there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna worry about that until I get there and see what the problem is. I like that. I was, I was talking to you before we started recording, and I asked you about the van. And you're like, well, there's no back window, so I now have a little bit of privacy. Oh man, yeah, the privacy. That's so. That's so uh, underrated. Uh, yeah, because obviously living in uh, in a Mazda three, there's just there's windows everywhere, and like when when I'm laying down. Uh, my bed would run from the trunk to the back seat, and like my head is just like you sleep in your trunk, just below the. You drop the seats down. My my waist down is in, is in the trunk. It's kind of like uh, uh, it's like it's like sleeping in a in a bobsled, um, where you would like slide your you know your legs into the trunk, um, and then uh, it's such a tight fit though, man. It's like it's like it's like coffin size. Like I couldn't sleep on my side. Well, so I, exactly. I was thinking that you were sitting in the passenger seat reclined when you sleep in the car. No, in the car, when it's just me solo driving in the Mazda, I've got um, a very, very thin, it's, it's a mattress is a stretch. It's a, it's the cover for uh, like patio furniture, like a, uh, I see. like one of yeah. those, one of those type. A little mat. seat cushion, very yeah. thin foam. Exactly. That's, and so you put that 
that, down and then you sleep. I'm, I'm, I, I don't even know how to visualize this. So you got your driver's seat. And then the, the listeners can't see what I'm doing, but you got the driver's seat sitting up. I'm trying to replicate the seat here. And then you have this sitting down here. So you're sleeping like this in no, the trunk. Driver's seat pulled all the way to the front. Okay. And then the back seat folds down onto itself. Okay. Um, and so there's an open space going from the back seat into the trunk. Right. Very restricted, but in, in, in open space nonetheless. And then I put a, uh, uh, I've got like some thin uh, board running from the back seat through the trunk. And then there's supplies under the, under the board to kind of make the whole thing level. And then you just sort of sleep on that. Sleep on and that. And then you can sleep head to toe in that space. I can. Very tight, but I can. Ideally sleeping, uh, I like to sleep can uphill. Can you roll over or does the trunk space I can roll over, but whatever? it does hit my hips. So I wouldn't sleep comfortably on my side. Uh, either, either probably on my on my stomach is how I like to do it. A little aggravating because I do uh, I like a knee pillow, so I do like sleeping on my side with a with a knee pillow. But I don't. You'd have uh, to, I would imagine, in that. Uh, well, I, it's just not an option in there. So, anyways, sorry, Jason just entered the room and is staring at us like we haven't been down here for an hour talking already. Speaking of, speaking of work, do you want to leave your car and do a spot at the Velvet on Friday? Are you out of town this week? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm actually in Windsor this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, headlining the Comedy Quarry. There you go. So a little opportunity for a plug. Almighty, are they getting desperate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just asked them too. That's how. That's how you get booked in Ottawa. You do a podcast, and the booker just runs the room. Uh, hey, want to do a spot on uh, Friday? It's two days away. I'm I'm booked well in advance. Very organized. That's what you get for interrupting. All right, sorry about that. So basically, so you sleep in the trunk. That's where sleeping happens. Half of me. Okay. Waist down. Waist down to the trunk. That's what I mean. But I mean, you're making use of that space and the seating space as yep. well. Because I thought passenger seat fully reclined night, night. Like, that's what I thought. No, I actually get to sleep completely fine. Man, it's actually, it's pretty comfortable. I'm not, I'm not even going to, uh, maybe I've been lucky with picking the times of year that I've been traveling to, but it's, uh, it's, it's actually quite nice. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually can't. Uh, there, there's been multiple times where people have asked me to stay like at their their places and I've you know, taking the, the car over it. Also for my own uh, 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 material output, I feel like the more time I spend in the vehicle, the more I'll be able to develop, hopefully, some more uh, some more jokes about actually being in there. Um, for my arti <laughs> artistic integrity right, is what keeps me in that vehicle. Well, you have, uh, I remember, like, I, I've seen Instagram videos of your car getting towed. So, right. so far, so while you've been driving, that you've, you've lost no vehicles. None have died on you. Uh, sorry, Tires have come off my vehicles. Um, uh, the same Mazda, actually. Too the, that that very first trip with uh, with Chris um, when we were driving from Calgary to Winnipeg mm -hmm. um, in a town called Brandon, um, which is still in Alberta, if I'm not mistaken, um, roughly like an hour and a half, two hours outside uh, east of Calgary. Um, the I think it was the front left tire just came flying off the vehicle Rim on the highway. Yeah, the whole thing. We were doing like, we were going like 130 kilometers an hour on the highway. Um, and there was nobody around us, which was incredibly fortunate. So you fortunate. just boom down and sliding on the road. Yeah, the, the, the tire kind of rotated like, uh, 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 like the, like the vehicle, like the DeLorean and Back to the Future, you know, where the tires like, yeah. like open perpendicular to fly. Right. We did that, but just one of them did that. And uh, it got pinched underneath the front of the frame, which the tow truck driver ended up telling us that saved the front end from catching. And potentially like spiraling out of control, like a like a NASCAR highlight reel. Really? So um, that saved your life? Yeah, yeah. That tire, that tire did in fact save save our lives. So um, the fact that it broke off, big pain in the ass. The fact that it broke off and caught the way it did. Caught underneath the yeah, exactly. We were very lucky. Um, the tow truck driver brought us to. Uh, 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 I can't 
freaking town. Doesn't matter. Some small town. Um, and uh, we ended up taking a Greyhound from there to Winnipeg to catch our, uh, our week of shows. Um, then after the late show on the Saturday, I uh, took a Greyhound back to um, uh, the, uh, the, the the dealership, the, the the mechanics, and I think I think our pay was like thirteen hundred dollars, which was exactly the amount that it cost to fix the uh, the vehicle. Um, so yeah, that's to to put back uh, like what fix the axle and everything like that. Yeah, thirteen hundred like bucks. Arm. Dude, I've gone in for an oil change and it's cost me thirteen hundred bucks. <laughs> Not just for the oil change, but with all the bullshit. Oh, we gotta fix this light and this blade. And there's a fluid, and I'm like. Dude, your fucking front car bought, broke its arm off, <laughs> and it's uh, the same amount. We same were, amount of money as, to, as it was to put polysporin and a Band-Aid over that fucking cut. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're incredibly uh, fortunate <laughs> that that worked so, out. We, uh, that, that, that did screw us, though. We, I think we were going to come out on top on that tour, but that, that $1,300 definitely uh, uh, put us... Now, is that the same Mazda that's parked outside in the street right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, she's still going. So that, that one fucking car that you've got is still doing all of this and it's still going it's still going no other issues um the last time i was out there uh which was this past summer in june um the other tire came off while i was in vancouver it just seems to be i don't know if that's broke a off? thing yeah yeah broke off luckily this time i think i was just turning right somewhere and it just it, breaks like yeah. we're talking bust off the axle yeah jesus yeah. and so putting all those parts like a tire and a rim is 200 bucks right there yeah, and then I have no idea what the control arm and the joints and and repairing it. I have no idea what all that shit is. Yeah, you're you're actually asking the wrong guy for that. I mean, I could look at the receipt, but uh, same price th- this, this time. No, this one was a lot cheaper for some reason. But again, we will, we, we, <laughs> but we also weren't driving 130 kilometers an hour. We, me, I was doing like 20 or 10, and I just busts it, off. exactly. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah, it it uh, it uh, it was. But by the next, I, I, man, I've just been really lucky. By the next morning, it was at a, I got CAA. Um, so that, uh, I, that didn't cost me anything to get towed. And, um, it was, yeah, I think, man, I think it was under like 500 bucks to, to fix. Obviously not great, but could have ended the tour. Well, if the car was again, done. I, I had, that's both my room and board and my transportation. If that thing, uh, if that thing dies on me. Well, I had a five, five year Pontiac that had a uh, five year old Pontiac that had uh, three months in a row, $1,500 worth of repairs on it. So I, that's my trash and I got my Honda fit and I'm like, I'm never going GM that's where you got it that's that's where you weigh it out like is it is it cheaper for me to buy a new vehicle and pay you know whatever it is to, to for the down payment or and, and the monthly fees or the, constantly it yeah. could be a thousand bucks this month exactly to you gotta fix. Fact, you got you gotta try to you gotta try to weigh that out um but i've i've actually given this this vehicle to my younger brother who turned 16 so it because uh, now that you're in the uk yeah i'm in the uk yeah so it may as well be driven come home yeah I've, oh yeah that that car is not going to run if i don't if it's not driven at this point right no it makes sense um I guess yeah, and that that one in the UK that's staying there, you're not bringing it back with Ew. you. That's where that stays. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea that you've got a vehicle. I got one in this country. I, like, I got one that. Well, one. well, I like to call it. Uh, I got real estate in Europe. I like to, <laughs> I like to put it. You purchased real estate, <laughs> right? Because of course you're sounds you're, a lot better. Right. So, what? Uh, I mean, what's the uh, what's the average day when you're on the road? Like, so here's here's what I want to know: is you're living in a car. What do you do to bathe? Uh, I mean, rather than starting to list them all, I have to go back through them. Is that you got to bathe, you got to do laundry. Yep. Right. Trying to think of the typical stuff that you do in a house: bathe, laundry, bathroom, and then you do have work too. You need to do your your computer stuff, so you need Wi-Fi, internet, whatever. Right. So, 
So let's let's try to go through the the list is and I think I don't know if I mentioned eat. You got to eat. Yeah. Right? That's something you can do in the car. That's why I'm a huge mess as I I eat in the car. So that's not new to me. Um but but so so bathing. What have you got for that? What's that system like now? Um my my goal when I go back over there will be to find a to get a a gym pass where the gyms are in. I I was doing some research one of the one of the gyms that are in multiple cities in in the uk and that that's gonna be how i solve um a lot of problems because like they'll, they'll have wi-fi in their main like lobby area where i can sit and do my work there um they'll have showers heaven forbid i actually use the gym and uh, try to right. improve my quality of life um but while i was out there this past time <laughs> bathing uh, i was staying in a hostel while i was researching um uh, the the van that i wanted to uh buy off of uh, gum tree it's like our kijiji um and uh i once i bought the van and started using it i would park it near that hostel that i was staying in and just kind of kept using their uh their facilities facilities. yeah um so like i had stuff in their fridge you know i would use their shower and it did actually speaking of laundry when i i remember going to the 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 lady at the front desk and asking because it was i think it was an extra like like six pounds or something like that for for them to do do your laundry and i asked her i was like you know is there a big weight today for the laundry this this was after like 30 six pounds 12 bucks yeah something like that yeah yeah like 10 10 10 yeah 10 to 12 dollars and uh she, I, I asked her, I was like, you know, is, is laundry really backed up today? Would you be able to do it um, in like the, in the next few hours? And she said to me, she's like, are you staying here? <laughs> that's when that's when I had to come clean. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not at all. So I was caught uh, red handed at that point for uh, for my for my shenanigans. Um, she wasn't upset. She just said it was weird. Um, which is true. I, that is a, is a well, you go behavior. like, hey, I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of a unique story. Now you'll be able to point people to podcasts. But like, if you really want to know, just <laughs> listen to this episode of the One Man Podcast. It sort of explains everything I've gone through. But I mean, like, um, I guess that's where you're at. Yes, where you're at now. So you you just, use laundry services basically, where you drop it off, you pay them, you pick it up later. Yeah, it seemed really. Uh, I, again, I've I've only been there over there a few months now, but it. Uh, I was looking. I went to so many laundromats to try to see if I could do it on my own and i think the cheapest place i found was a dude who does it for you uh was even cheaper than doing it yeah on my own. then, so, then yeah. no brainer so, yeah so it was like yeah i think i found a place the only like thing five, is five or six pounds the only thing that would suck is if it's like yeah we do it for you it's cheaper but it takes eight hours so right. for you if you're always on the go the idea is that turnaround time also costs something like i gotta leave in three hours you know yeah that it's cheaper true. if you do it but i'm gonna pay more money so i can get the fuck out of dodge Right now, when you were still over here doing, because that's part of the fashion. I've seen pictures and stuff like that. But again, when you were over here, because you've been doing it for years, you're you've been in the UK for what six months? Um, it's yeah, it's only been uh, it's only been like three. Only three. three? Okay, yeah. sorry. Time time seems to fly by. I can't get a grasp of it. But when you were over here and you were doing all these road trips, how were you? You were showering and things like that. Like, would you do the same thing? Laundry and laundromats or services? Uh, laundromats, yes. Um, uh, obviously, anytime I was staying at a uh, in one of the condos, the clubs had me in. That would be an opportunity to wash stuff and, and shower and actually sleep in a real bed. Um, I was well set up in the Mazda. I had a camping shower that held, I think, it was like five gallons of water and had a. Uh, it was a black bag, so I would put that um, under the bla- under the glass in the the back side of the Mazda, and it would heat up over time. And then I just hang that anywhere. Well, not anywhere. I mean, anywhere you're willing to bathe and wash yourself. Right. Um, Which I mean, it's just hard to do in the middle of a metropolitan city. Definitely. 
Definitely. But uh, around the outskirts, very, very doable. Very, very possible. Yeah. Well, you've got pictures on your Instagram and stuff like that. If you show <laughs> on how much you outside. want to see. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's that's a great place for people to sort of see it because, again, we're talking about it. It's, it's hard to see it. Um, so laundry use services, showers, the goal is to get a gym membership, whatever, but effectively yeah. it was sort of popping into hostels here and there and, yeah. and, and using those. I'll end up with a gym pass. That's, 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 that's the long-term right. goal. And so for, for work, basically you just find a, like, I know here you, what you'd find a McDonald's, a Walmart, somewhere where, you know, it's going to have Wi-Fi. Exactly. That. And also Walmart parking lots, you're allowed to park in overnight, right? I've been told that I've never actually done it. I've never had any trouble, at least in canada parking along the sides of any highway like any pull-off area there's even time i've seen signs that like the, they'll say like no overnight parking but i don't i can't see anybody coming up to you knocking on your door i've had it so many times really stop it for 30 minutes to catch to get waking some rest you, waking all you up, the fucking waking time. you up and saying canada hey, hey and the u.s you you saying i'm sorry man i was just a little tired it felt unsafe to yep. drive and the person saying every get back on the road single time oh my god every single time i can't believe that yep every fucking time yeah so i that's why it's amazing in the to middle me. of the night the middle of the night yep early wow. in the evening late 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 at night pulled off just i i had it one time when i was on the side of the highway and they're like you're gonna get hit you gotta get the fuck off here because you're in a black car and i'm like okay so that seems sensitive i'm like but i'm sick i was actually sick i, I don't know if i've ever told this literally story. side of the highway or did it have like well, a little bit of a no like, like we're talking like the gravel the fucking shoulder okay well, yeah could... so uh, but that, that i got but i was so sick like puking and diarrhea that i was so dehydrated and i'm and there was nowhere for me to pull off like i was passing it every 20 seconds so i'm like i have to pull over to the side of the road because otherwise i'm going to drive into oncoming traffic or off the road like i don't have a choice and they're like well this many kilometers down here you take a side road then you go straight for i'm like i'm gonna fall asleep before then and at least on the highway if i start to slide off the road those rumble strips wake you up right so I'm like, at least, I'll, at least if we start to veer off the road here, I go, but but if I have to pull off the road and now I'm, there's stop signs I can just blow through asleep and get, you know, T-boned or something like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. For me, I just, it was, it was horrible. But I mean, like I told him, I'm like, I'm, I'm dehydrated. I need, give me 30 minutes of sleep so that I can actually focus. No, no you got to go. And of course, by then I couldn't just go up the highway and, and pull over again because they've already warned me now. So now I'm not listening and I'm, you know, I put myself in, in whatever. I same thing when Kamara and I went down to the States, we pulled into what looked like a gas station, but I guess it wasn't done yet. It was still building it, but it was the middle of the night. We were exhausted. I slept 10 minutes later, knock, knock, knock on my window. Cops are, are again, always the fucking cops bothering me. always. So that's, that's why I asked is that like, I, I mean, I'm going, okay, well, where the fuck am I allowed to, to pull over for five minutes? Cause I find anywhere with, uh, if you find any place where there's big, uh, transport trucks like big big those yeah, big like vehicles. the on routes and stuff yeah, exactly like they're not not even necessarily on routes like just anywhere where you see a bunch of those trucks lined up clearly they're allowed to sleep and i'll just pull in my tiny mazda just alongside i'm like parallel. you guys exactly yeah i just feel i feel like i'm getting i feel like i'm getting like i'm the small spoon next to these trucks like i'm just, just just getting cuddled by them and you feel i feel safe because like you know they're i'm sure they're okay or whatever you get i feel like you get a cut you, i get a gut feeling anyway of whether I, I feel like the environment is safe or not right so uh I've slept in in hotel parking lots where, from my experience working in the Hilton Garden here in Ottawa, um, they're 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 not checking. Your car would have to be there quite a long time for somebody to actually come out and tow it. They've told me I've even after I wasn't even working there anymore. I think I called them like two or three weeks after ditching my car there and then taking a flight to Western Canada, and uh, 
I called them to say, hey, my car's in the parking lot, don't tow it. And they told me there on the phone that like they weren't going to tow it for like another couple of weeks because it's just too expensive to right. get the whole thing done. So for you to park in a hotel parking lot overnight, for you're probably, night. yeah, you're safe. You're good. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. Well, fuck. I'm, uh, they're not summoning it. They're not sending somebody. It'd have to be a pretty busy, like, unless it's like downtown Toronto. But if, if, if you're, if you're in a pretty, like, uh, they're not sending somebody out there to check all the license well, plates that's what I'm saying. Like, to I'd, line them up with the people in the room. They're not doing that. I'd park in a Costco for parking a lot or something. Exactly. Like, do you know what I mean? I'd It'd find something and go, who am I bothering? They, but but again, with my luck, like I'd be the single solitary car in an empty parking lot and the cops would come and go, why are you here? You know, like that's just things. It's always be, the fucking don't cops. Don't be in the empty parking lot. Go somewhere where there's more cars. Yeah. But then, and then I'm like, okay, but am I allowed? Oh shit. No, night security is here because that's, I don't know. I just, I, I'm always that, like. That's really that, that that uh that that's really taken me back because like i've never i've honestly i've honestly never had any never trouble. had anyone knock on your window and go what are you doing here <laughs> i had one lady somewhere in the states i don't know where the hell i was but one lady they were like this was outside of a hotel and uh, they got back from whatever concert they're at and they they were drunk you know you know noisy neighbors and uh uh she ended up like knocking on the window but i heard them talking like she was just trying to make sure i wasn't dead right like, in the back of the vehicle so ultimately like how can you get mad at that um, no, I, and that's and that's fine. I, it's just yeah, for me, it's always cops. But no, no security. And no, I'm like, I've never had security. Never had a cop come to my window and yeah, tell me to no, get I, back. I, I get it all the time, and it's only that's when insane. I'm so bad that I can't keep my eyes open. So I desperately need to get that rest, and it's always interrupted. And I'm always told to. to if get you're the parked along out. the side of the highway and you're hazarding other vehicles, I can understand it. But if you're off on a side road or off a place where it's clear that it was made for um, like throwing garbage out and actually yeah. pull off, and you're sleeping there, I. I cannot see. Yeah, no, and I can't either. I just, I guess for me, it's my, my goal is never to sleep overnight, right? So for me, it's always, I'm driving overnight and then I get so exhausted that I am going to hurt myself and then I'll just, you know, park sideways in the highway. <laughs> Why are they waking me up? Uh, <laughs> no, um, well, that's cool. Like, so yeah, like I said, the, the sleeping, the, the showering, the, the eating, you just, what you have your, I've seen, I mean, dude, I've seen pictures of you eating hot dogs outside of a Walmart. Yeah, there's a know, lot of... Uh, cooking them in a goofy little pot. I've, I've got to pull back on the amount of fast food I eat. I While well, I was in Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival this past uh, year, um, I would typically go to uh, whatever grocery store and make sandwiches ahead of time because um, I, I have a cooler in the van. And uh, uh, so I would eat those over the next the next couple of days. I make sure I have you know some some reasonably healthy stuff on these sandwiches. So just, just, just prep ahead of time. Um, the bathroom is definitely is definitely an issue. Um, there is I've become very comfortable peeing with outside. The, yeah, definitely. Even cha- <laughs> even changing too, man. Like I used to be so uh, uh, so sheepish about it, but now like I'll open the front door, which covers only from the waist down, and then um, I'll just look to the to the right, so so not facing the door, making sure nobody's coming that way, and then because it's just easier to, to change standing up. If I'm in the back of the van, you know, I'm either laying down or on my knees trying to make this whole thing happen. So I'll just be quick. And, so uh, you'll just be outside, outside. naked yeah. and then just change. Yeah, you just got to be quick. This isn't like residential areas too. You have I'm a van, you could change, but 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 yeah. But going back to the Mazda, what would you do? <laughs> the Mazda. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a really good point. The Mazda. Yeah, I think I was changing in the vehicle for the. No, you know what? No, Mazda. Open up both the back door and the front door. I'm covered from the waist down, except if you're looking like straight, you know, perpendicular to the to the vehicle. Right, which is a lot of open angles, to be honest. I'm not with doing you. it on the side of the highway, though. I'm doing it. You right. just got to look. In a parking lot. Yeah, parking lot. Well, there's more people there than there's on the side of the highway. 
I'm quick though, buddy. I'm, <laughs> I'm quick. quick. I'm quick with the but, change. But I'm not. I'm a big fat guy. Well, I know. I bending was, I was over picturing everything. you yeah, doing it. It's like a 45 minute. People are pulling out long chairs to see how this yeah. whole thing is. Well, no one wants to look at it. I can tell you that. So okay, so you just you've you've created systems basically. Yeah. You know, yeah, I created systems. That's exactly. What <laughs> it that sounds. Means. It went from sounding like a romantic. Look at this guy chasing his dream. Know, this sounds said, awful. I know, this sounds said, like a fucking horrible. The romantic part when you said that, I was like, I don't know if that's the but right it's, word. It's the it's the motive. The, the freedom. The freedom. The freedom the, is the. Romantic I don't care. Part. I'm going to make this work. Yeah. No matter how many old ladies in hostels I have to scare. Yeah. Or. <laughs> <laughs> naked side of the road. no matter how many little spoons with truckers i have to be <laughs> no matter how many truckers i got a spoon with uh so i i opened it up to people who wanted to ask questions and uh and crystal actually wanted to ask some questions she had two questions for me to ask she wanted to know what are your top three favorite things about living in your car the uh, uh we, we've already said it a million times the freedom the freedom man about being able to go absolutely anywhere um well within within the the, the landmass um right. is is definitely uh, the highlight that's the whole point that's that's the whole reason of uh of of me doing this any smaller scale things um you'd mentioned you like being able to just put put the seat up and drive you're right that is pretty cool um and the uh uh it's also being able to retreat to the vehicle versus like a hostel hostel. I feel like you're always around people. Like there's no space that you can call your own um, and say what you will about how small the van is um, that I'm staying in, but it's uh, Yours. That, it's mine. Yeah. Anytime I actually want to get away from people, especially because like I said, there's no windows in the back. Like that's a space I can retreat to and just kind of, you know, have my own space, be alone with my own thoughts. Um, and it's completely mobile. Number three. <laughs> You're like we got two. Number three. I don't think we can we can count the put the seat up and drive, but it's you, but it's your space now. I I guess what I could ask the efficiency. I don't know. No, I think that's fair. Maybe the you save money. That is true. Let me too. answer for you. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll you, you, got you, some good, you got some good answers. For well, me. I guess I'm just thinking too. Is one of the it's things we talked before was the loneliness. The first trip, very lonely. Like you said, you were like a little puppy with Chris. Yeah. Now. I'm much now. More, now, do you find that I you want to go back to your own space? Afterwards? I am so comfortable with 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 this lunatic that I am. Um, it's probably it's probably a little bit unhealthy. Like I'm so I'm you're like recluse now. <laughs> yeah, well that that's just it, man. Like um, your hermit shack has wheels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Being in a being in a comedy club, no matter where it is in the world, gives me a sense of uh, of, of home, like of just belonging. Um, so, so that's where I can get kind of like, uh, a, a feeling of, uh, familiarity. Um, uh, shit. Sorry. What, what were you asking? What was the question? The question is your top favorite things about living in the car. But I asked, I asked if you've gotten comfortable now with being just with yourself and you said yes, effectively. Yeah. Very, very, very much, um, uh, comfortable in my own. The, uh, the other question Crystal had for you is how different is it doing comedy in the UK? Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a different, it's a different beast over there. The, the format is, uh, is different. They like, uh, they, they have inter in intermissions because most of the bars don't have, or the clubs don't have servers coming around to, uh, take drink orders. So the show's going to stop, you're going to kill the momentum and then you're going to restart it up, uh, later. Also you're doing shorter amount of times, um, on stage. Uh, I've heard the headliners do like 20 minutes each. So instead of being yeah. like. A forty-minute headliner at the end. It's like four headliners, twenty minutes, twenty minutes intermission. That's 20 exactly minutes, 20 it. Minutes. Yeah, and then the uh, the compare or the host is doing time. In What's between. the name? Compare. 
That's what they call them, the compare. Yeah. The compare. Or host. Okay, they just say host yeah. still. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, they know what you're talking about. Comparison is the death of happiness. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just joking. This is stupid. I don't even know what that word means. I'm going to look it up. Obviously, it means host <laughs> or fucking pretentious British name for host. I, w- I would imagine it means host, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So it's just different in the sense of timing. Do you find, like, I've had lots of comics tell me different stories that, that they like to heckle more. Heckling is a big part of the show in, in the UK. Depend, um, depends on the show you're doing. Um, the, uh, like, the, the, or at least the better clubs that I've done, like that's obviously not encouraged. There's this horrible, horrible night at the comedy store in uh, downtown London, though, where it's uh, the, the format of the show. The show is called King Gong. Kango? King Gong. King Gong. Okay. King Gong. And the, uh, the idea behind the show is the host or the compare will go up and he will uh, intro the show, try to get some laughs, and then hand out these three laminated red cards to random audience members. I've heard of this type of show. Dave Mirhaj has told it's, me about one they used to do in Toronto. Oh, they, that's, that's cool that we try to bring it over here, because I was thinking that too. I was like, why is this not a thing The here? three cards Even go up, the awful, comic's man. done, right? Yeah, three cards go up, host hits the gong, and the, the comic's done. So there was like, the two times I've done it, there's like 40 plus comics on that night. The goal is to do five minutes. And uh, if without you make it three, thing. yeah, without without the gong going off. There was one poor lady the first time I did it. I think she was from Germany. And uh, she said she'd waited like years to finally do this show. Because they, they, they'll say at the comedy store there that this is the only way to uh, get into the club. Is, is to, to survive the five minutes? Is to win. Is to win this thing. Wow. Um, so she goes up on stage and says she's from Germany. And immediately all three of the cards go up. Gong. She's gone, yeah. <laughs> it sounds funny in retrospect, man, but in the moment, like that thing. That, a heartbreak. It's a nightmare. Heartbreak. Well, yeah, because it's, it's, it's not a game for, 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 but like some of them are doing it for the first time, but like when I'm going up there, at least this is Because people fun think it's for funny. Me. Like that's what, that's what, uh, well, that's the worst part, man. The crowd is against you. Are they're they? Encouraged. Yeah. Oh, yes. They yes, just want to see so you get they your heart see, broken. They're, they're for blood, man. The crowd's against you. The host is against you. And they even have a DJ or the, the friggin' sound guy in the back. And he's shouting shit at you, too. Like, nobody is on your side. Have you done this show? Twice. Did you get gong both times? Uh, the first time I did my full five minutes. And then... The first time you did it. Good for you. You didn't get gonged. I didn't get gonged. First time I did the full five. And then uh, I uh, you each do like a minute. At the end of, uh, so, so the four people the, out of the 40 that made it through, we each did a minute at the end. And uh, the guy who won that night was, uh, his whatever, whatever minute he did was way better than mine. Um, this past time I was there, um, I think I made it like a minute or a minute and a half in. I got booted off. Then the crowd like cheered me back on. And I what do you mean again. you got gonged off? And they got gonged you. off. They cheered they, me back they on. They gonged you off and then they cheered you back on? How the it, fuck does that I'm work? T- because, well, because only three people have the cards. It's three people's opinions versus everybody in the right. room. So for for just a quick, as soon as you said King Gong, I'm like, is this one of those gongs? So so for anyone who doesn't know what one of these is, um, audience members, there's three three cards. They give them to three audience members. Yeah. And at one point, any point, someone could put the card up. Yeah. And then, you know, you can either win them back. They can put it down, right? They can. No, once one's up. That's it. Oh, They're once they decide it's it. up? Yeah. Oh, I see. So they count as a point. Okay, well, the other one I heard is they put it up. It was glow sticks, too, that Dave was saying that they used in Toronto. They used glow sticks. So you can There's a thing in, in Toronto. That's, that's cool. It, I mean, I, I haven't heard of it in years, but apparently they did it a few times. But the idea is that there's three cards, and you're trying to keep the audience on your side. And those three audience members, right, if if all three cards go up, once 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 you... Because you can have two up, and you're still in until that third card goes up. Yeah. But once the third card gong, you're off. 
Yep. And so the whole idea is to, to try to keep them on your side, everyone on your side. Is, well, at least those three. Fuck, you have the whole crowd booing you as long as those three cards don't go up. You, That's you exactly forward, it. But so. if the rest of the crowd is booing, there's no way those people aren't going to put their cards up. Right. They're so working together. It's they're a good way to. It's a good good opportunity to have a bringer show. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah definitely. And, and you hope have. your friend. Yeah, hope your friend's holding the card. That's not a bad idea. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's very funny. So yeah, very cool gong show. Well, uh, look, dude, where can um, I, I mean? I appreciate you sitting down. There's a million more things that we can talk about, and you'll be back in the holiday season. Uh, Matt and I always wrap presents oh, every yeah, single right. year, we started, dude. We started by talking. I know, never, and I'm never and I'm looking at this stupid fucking day job is going to have me. I, I will have to to, to cut it short, but. I mean, we can, we do, you and I have a million stories of things that we've done over the course of years. We could talk forever. Um, but I, I, I just want to say that I do think it's super cool that you're doing it. I love seeing your, your Instagram posts of just the different things that you do to maintain this vagabond lifestyle. But what, where can people see, uh, see you and your stuff? Um, so social media. Yeah. The me. Instagram is at Matthew Watson with one W between Matthew and Watson. I thought I was being clever, but it's just really making it very difficult for people to find me. Um, Twitter's at Matt Watson comic. And for, I do a weekly vlog about, uh, a life in a vehicle, um, and, uh, doing comedy, um, out of a vehicle. And that's at Matt Watson comedy on YouTube. Very cool. And uh, you also got a, a fucking giant magnet made for your car that you slapped <laughs> on it that says, I'm living in my car. Follow me. So right on the car so people can actually follow your progress. And be like, what the fuck is going on in that? Do you, do you leave it on overnight outside so if someone approaches the vehicle? I do. I don't have it in the van in the UK. I'm trying to be a little more stealthy there because I don't know how frowned upon it is over there. But I've had, I've had somebody, um, uh, I was driving between uh, Calgary and Edmonton, um, and uh, uh, somebody passed me. They were like honking at me. And I, I looked over. I'm like, oh, man, did I just, you know, what did I do? Did I swerve or whatever? And the dude holds up his phone like while making up eye contact with me. And it's my Instagram on his phone. And he hits, he hits like right in front of me. So I was like, hey, that, that, made, <laughs> that made the magnet worthwhile. That's oh absolutely, and people will do it. I thought it was going to be that the guy had followed you previously. <laughs> I've been following your progress, man. <laughs> well, dude, listen, I I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to chat with me. Um, we'll hang out again at Christmas time, wrap presents. Be safe uh, until I see you in the next couple of months. And uh, and th- anything else that you want to plug? Like you said, you're at the Comedy Quarry. Yeah, I'm at the Comedy Windsor. Quarry this weekend, Friday and Saturday in uh, in Windsor. So yeah, this drops on Friday, so That's they'll perfect. basically have you know 24 hours to see you when this episode comes out. But uh, but you are the man, buddy. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit down with me, share your your ups and downs. Uh, I mean, they're both. It's really it's a matter of perspective. Are they ups? Are they downs? Thanks for having me, Josh. Dude, you're all you're always the best. Thanks, man. <laughs>